Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so excited to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. And this is where we share our journey, the things that we learn along our path to success, and that means falling into valleys and climbing up mountains and going back onto valleys and sometimes plateaus. And the, the main thing is that it's okay. It's all good and you're not going through it alone. And um, this podcast started because of other moms and entrepreneurs who are wanting to know how to make it happen. And I love sharing things I learned and I'm always honored to, to interview other amazing women entrepreneurs and I'm so excited that our guest today is a mom and an entrepreneur who uses speaking and consulting to inspire people to live their bliss while being a numbers guru. And I'm very excited. Our guest today, she is the founder and owner of Madeira Accounting Services Limited and is now embarking on coaching others through their journey to success as it as a director with Ladies in Power Society, and she also is the co-president of Camp Choice BC Society. I'm so honored to have here with me today in person, Kelly Burkholder. Welcome! <laughs> Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm very excited. Well, I have to say that Kelly looks stunning right now. Like She has this gorgeous, beautiful, scarlet red wrap dress. And like she just looks stunning, like a movie star. And I, when I saw her, I said, "You know that the pod, the podcast is audio, right?" <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> she is beautiful. You look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for dressing up for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I know it's not just for me. You have a full day. <laughs> but I, I want to jump into this because we absolutely respect the, the time for our listeners and and everyone has a full schedule. So we're going to jump right into this. But first, I want to ask, tell me more about you. Fill in the blanks. Well, um, the one thing I, I absolutely love is business. I always have. It's always been a thing for me. And originally my goal was to become an accountant until I decided not to. <laughs> okay. My background is very diverse. I've worked for many different companies, doing many different things to a, a place where it was starting to look like perhaps I couldn't hold down a job. And really what it came down to is just finding my, my niche. And I've discovered bookkeeping as a way to really support business to grow. And recognizing that small business is our foundation. And I, I absolutely believe that it's business that creates a community that keeps us healthy. So my goal is that if I can help small and mid-sized companies stay healthy, then that will keep our communities healthy. Absolutely. I love that. 
Well, it's, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. A happy boss goes home and creates a happy family. People that work for a company that they feel proud to work for and that they're happy there have a paycheck to take home. So then, in turn, it supports their families. Then the money goes out into the community that supports the community. I, I love how you worded it, is that, you know, community is made out of these small to mid-sized businesses, and that's what keeps, I think, keeps our world spinning. And I want to jump right into it because you've worked with a lot of small to mid-sized businesses, and and I think you could answer this question. What would you say are the three big mistakes that you see small businesses do? I think right off the top is business owners create business because they have a great idea or they think they can do it better than where they were working. Absolutely. The problem being is they forget to become owners. They throw themselves in and work for their own company as, as an employee would work. And they take on so many hats that it gets to a place where the reason they started in the first place, the focus of whatever it is they may be good at, mm -hmm. gets lost. Yes. And things don't get taken care of the way they need to be done. And the next thing you know, the tragedy is it fails. And the failure isn't because they didn't have a great idea. They didn't ask for help. Mm. Or they ask for help from people that have never done it. Friends and family may not be your best choice. You know, they, they love you and they want to support you and, again, may not be your best choice. And at the same time, is business owners are so concerned about the money that sometimes you have to recognize hiring a bookkeeper is a good idea. Hiring an administrator of some sort is a good idea. Someone to take care of the day-to-day -day things so that the owner can focus on what they do best. And that's going out, selling whatever product it is they make or services they have, whatever that may be. Focus on what you do best and find other people to take care of the things that you don't or you don't like. Because if you don't like doing it, it's not going to get done. Oh, absolutely. So I'm, I'm just wanting to recap that. Is that all number one? Or did we can number two and three? three, four. <laughs> that, could, that could leave There's right into <laughs> I love that. So yes, remember to be the owner and to to not make the mistake of not asking for help. Because, you know, I mean, there's so many jokes out there about, you know, how we choose to be entrepreneurs because we don't want to work the 40-hour work week. So we'll just do the 80-hour work week. And that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. And one becomes burnt out. Absolutely. And it's not because they didn't have a great idea to start mm -hmm. with. It was just because you're doing everything that is not your expertise and you lose that focus and that control and then it just all sinks like a Titanic. It, it absolutely does and that's a tragedy because there is a number of amazing businesses that haven't made it. Yes, that percentage is shocking. I oh. think it's like, they say, I don't know, is it something like, it's an odd number, seven or three percent of yep. small businesses will last yeah. If, if you can make it to five years, is that, oh, okay, perhaps you've got a chance. Yep. And, you know, it's those things where it doesn't even necessarily have to cost money. I mean, there's always an opportunity you can barter. Absolutely. You know, be the entrepreneur that you are. Think outside the box. There's always creative ways of getting things done. Mm -hmm. And really, one, 
get yourself organized and always treat it like a business. You know, it's, it's not running it through your personal bank account and it's not, you know, running things through on your personal credit card and, and not keeping track of which is for what. It's the best thing people can do when they're starting out is you can open that personal bank account so you don't have all the additional business costs, mm -hmm. which banks like to charge. Yes, that's right. Just open a separate account. Yes, which is fine when you're also a sole proprietor. You have, you Abs can absolutely have absolutely. that personal account. You can go in anywhere, open a, a checking free account, whatever that may be, and track what you're really doing. Mm -hmm. Track the money you're spending. Whether it's coming out of your personal pocket or it's coming out of that bank account, it needs to be tracked. This way, you know exactly how much money you're investing to create this company. Because then you get a real idea of what it costs. And at the same time, when things start to grow, one needs to be on top. If you're going to give uh, customers terms, so give them you know 30-day terms or whatever that may look like, you have to stay on top of that. You have to ensure that you're getting paid. Too often, the owner gets excited about the billing side of things so they can see, oh, we had X amount of dollars in sales. That's exciting. And they look at all those things and when you look at your income statement, assuming everything's been put into it and you can see, oh, I'm making money, that's awesome. I don't have any money, I have no cash. Take a look at your accounts receivable. <laughs> Indeed. Have you been paid? Uh-huh. And in that, your success comes from putting those systems into place and staying within those systems to ensure that customers get billed and they get billed everything and that you collect what you're owed. You know, that right there can make a world of difference to whether your business, you know, is successful. Make sure customers get billed and make sure you get paid. Love that. So I just made that into your four, four tips right there is, you know, don't forget to be the owner. Hire the right help. It doesn't mean family and friends always. And God bless family and friends because I, I know that it takes a community to, to make a small business happen. But track your expenses. And number four is to make that system. Put a system in place so that you are billing and collecting, absolutely collecting. Now, what would you say when people say, well, I can't afford to hire help. I can't afford to hire the bookkeeper or I can't afford to hire someone to do shipping. What would you say? How do you do that? In some cases where one needs to take a step back, they need to get real. And the honesty in that is you can't afford not to. And that's where sometimes it's really getting creative whether it's barter, it's part-time. It doesn't have to be an employee because the fact of the matter is employees are expensive when you have to take care of the government side of things. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, find people that are willing to work part-time. Find someone that you can barter with to create those systems. Find people in your community that maybe want to learn something. Uh, go to the government and look for education programs. Yes, students. Students and also um, unemployment. Well, I guess it's called employment now. Mm -hmm. Employment mm -hmm. insurance has different programs where they will sponsor people to come into your business. They pay them. Really? Yes. Wow. So here's opportunities. So do some research. 
Go to different networking groups, meet people, have conversations. It's extraordinary the things you can learn from people that do the things that you need. Oh, absolutely. And there's also, of course, virtual help. Absolutely. It's also an affordable avenue. Of course, that is all not someone shipping, obviously, but helping with your administrative work. Absolutely. There's many, many different ways that that can be done. And, you know, sometimes you have to utilize your kids. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, I just came and back from a trade show with my 13-year-old, so yes. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a bad thing for your children to understand what you do. Oh, absolutely. I think it, it uh, you know, for them to... so tr- many life lessons right there. Absolutely, and give them a, a sense of work ethic. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to jump now to you being a numbers guru and with your uh, business background and accounting, bookkeeping background three success strategies for for growing a positive cash flow. Now, I, I mean, we all need to know and get some help here when you're a small business or a mid-sized business or any business. So what would you say are your top three tips for growing that positive cash flow? Well, one, be very aware of your expenses. Be aware of how you're spending your money. And be on top of your receivables. When possible, put into place automatic payment systems. If that's if that is an opportunity for you that one can debit your client's accounts for payments and it goes directly into your bank account. It's an inexpensive way to do things. If you can set up direct deposits that way, we're not having to wait for checks in the mail, those various things. Credit card Discounts can be expensive, though at the same time, it's immediate It's immediate cash. Mm-hmm. These are the things to keep in mind. When you're purchasing, purchase what you need. If you don't need to inventory it, and you can still get the, the price points that you, you need, you know, these are all things to be very aware of. If you can get terms on your payments, but at the same time, don't overextend for your inventory. Don't tie up your money in things that don't turn. And at the same time, if you've discovered that you've purchased something that isn't going to turn in a quick enough fashion, see what you can do to return it. In some cases, you will have restocking charges. At the same time, that may be more beneficial to pay the restocking than it is to have the, that yeah, cash absolutely. crunch because People have to recognize the costs that are involved in having accounts receivable that are running over 30, 60, 90 days. Mm -hmm. What does that really cost? And the same idea as having inventory that doesn't turn. Mm -hmm. Be very aware, be conscious of, of what it costs you to do business every day. And at the same time, keep in line with, if you're going to utilize credit cards, they need to be paid for. So what would your third one be? So if I'm going to recap here for our listeners is, is to be aware of your expenses and your receivables. Make sure that those are coming in and, and, and you're getting paid. And second is purchase what you need so you're not sitting on money that can't be used. And I think really keep an eye on what is actually happening. You know, know what's going on in your business and plan, 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 plan. 
you know, people have a tendency to get so caught up in the day-to-day, there is no plan. If one can look at their receivables, know what monies are coming in, plan on that, forecast, stick to your budgets, you know, have a budget and work the budget. The silence is because I'm writing down all these key points. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm hoping people are pulling over when they're taking down their points as well. No, these are great, Kelly. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, in your journey, in your entrepreneurial endeavors, is there a mentor that you've had or something that you've learned along your journey or shared by a mentor to you that makes you who you are right now? I've had several. I've been very, very fortunate. One uh, was a boss I had for a company I worked with for 14 and a half years. And he pushed me to be my best and really gave me latitude to attempt different things. And when I started with the company, they had just bought another company and they were $300,000 into their line of credit. And when We were five years in, not only were they not utilizing the line of credit anymore, we were now investing in short-term GICs. Awesome. So it was, it was called juggling. <laughs> oh, that word. Yes. And I got very, very good at it. <laughs> so yes. I'm sure people will ask you, how do you juggle? At, for that particular, it was truly not necessarily something I would suggest unless you are on top, on top, on top of your, your business. I found all the, the vendors that would accept credit cards and we utilized every credit card we could to pay vendors so we would take it to the 45 days, pay the vendor, and then use all the terms on the credit card. And then as soon as credit card came due, it got paid in full. So it started to turn, and as all of this was happening, we were also very diligent on accounts receivable, making the calls every week, making sure we were getting paid, staying mm -hmm. on top of giving our customers different opportunities of how they could pay, hmm. anything to get that cash flow turning, and also working then with the salespeople to let's grow our sales. Absolutely, right? That's the biggest way to... Exactly. And grow expenses to grow those sales. Exactly. Grow sales, ensure everybody gets billed, get and collect the money. Those are the things. If, if we focus on that alone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because many people think, you know, when you're successful in business, you're just so lucky and it just kind of happened. But there are low points in business. Can you think of one mistake that you've done in business that that you learned from that you can share with us? Oh, there's a big one. Okay. <laughs> Because of what I do taking care of other companies, I was forgetting to take care of my own. I forgot to file my annual report. Yay. <laughs> yes. And with that, I had to redo everything. So that was a rather painful, embarrassing, <laughs> And at the same time, made me very aware. Be aware of what's going on in your own business. That's a great lesson. And you, I mean, now you've gone through that because now you can use that lesson to help your own customers. Absolutely. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you for going through that. Yes. <laughs> 
what else? Always pay your annual report. Okay, yes. Uh, I'm so honored to have had you on our show today, Kelly, and I, I look forward to actually having you on the show again because I want to touch on the other things that you do and we just don't have time this very moment but I'd love to have you back if you'd like to come back. I would love to. Nothing better than having coffee with a friend. <laughs> well thank you so much I and thank you for listening today and I'd love hearing from you so please do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table and I love listening to you and please do uh, I'd be honored if you went on iTunes and left a rating because that helps this podcast to show up on higher in the rankings. So thank you so much for your time today and have a fabulous day. Bye for now. Bye-bye.